You're listening to the World Famous White Roof Radio with cast number 543 for Monday, March 9th, 2015. Tonight brought to you by CravenSpeed.com, MotoringStripes.com, and OutMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style. That's OutMotoring.com. It's DB in Arizona bringing you a brand new episode of the world famous White Roof Radio, talking about Mini Coopers and stuff like we like to do on a Monday night. Uh, joining us tonight, uh, as always, my good friend Todd Pearson from uh, MotoringStripes.com. It's Todd. Todd, say hi. I'm here. Hello. Uh, also joining us this evening as a special treat, two weeks in a row, Mr. Gabe Bridger from Motoring File, MotoringFile.com. Mr. Gabe, hello. Uh, after tonight, it won't be a special treat because it's two weeks in a row, but uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, uh, the good Reverend's joining us, Chad Miller from Detroit Tune, DetroitTune.com. Chad, say hi. Hello, everybody. Oh, or hello, everybody. You sound really good tonight, too. And then, of course, Alex is with us as well, and he's just from Boston. Hi, guys. <laughs> Boston. We've had, the... we've, had, we've had snow at this time. You don't have snow? Without snow. I thought you guys got like, a big pile of snow over the week. I think uh, no, but uh, New York was pretty bad, I heard. Uh-huh. Uh, so we're good so far. Well, I have good okay. news for you, Alex. That um, uh, it's it's going to be like today was the last cold day of winter in the Midwest, yes. and for the next seven days, the highs will be in the seventies. And literally, I saw eighty on there for next wow. Thursday on the forecast. And that weather is coming your way. So, so that's nice. not that's not true, Todd, because uh, Chicago, which is Chicago's in the freaking north. It's not the Midwest. No, don't even no when we look at well, it's actually no, it's actually the Midwest. You're from the I know, south. I know. Uh, when we look <laughs> at where Boston is, it's more in relation to Chicago. And Alex, I can tell you, it's going to be uh, you're screwed for a couple more days. <laughs> Tomorrow is still below freezing. Uh, however, we do get to the balmy low 40s next week. Oh wow. Uh, that's awesome. So I'm actually, we're, we're most of us are not going to have uh, pants on by Thursday. That's right. Wow. <laughs> okay. All right. And here in Arizona, it's supposed to be up in the 80s by the weekend, and we actually had sunshine and blue skies, so it was really nice. I say enjoy it now, DB, because you know, in in five years when global warming fully hits, you'll have to have a radiation suit to go outside in Phoenix, and uh, <laughs> the average temperature will be like 175. But, yeah, but you'll you'll be able to burn dirt for energy, though. Yes, yes, that's true. Well, it's that. But in five years' time, I believe the poles will actually switch places, and Phoenix will become <laughs> uh, will become like a snowy joint, like, it'll be like Boston. <laughs> I'm in. I'll move. I'll move immediately. Yeah. And, and then Phoenix will be below the equator, which will be really weird. <laughs> Where the toilets flush backwards. And the toilets are going to flush backwards. It's going to be so strange. I don't know how I'll be able to handle that. It's going to be I can't weird. tell you how and I am. Yeah. That's just weird. And then, you know what? By also, I hopefully that that happens when it's actually time for me to get the, the senior citizen discount at the grocery store. As I, I told you guys this pre-show, and it was funny, <laughs> but I'm at the grocery store yesterday, and they were doing like a senior citizen discount, 10% off. It was the first two Wednesday of the month or something. And the guy said, you, do you want the discount? You and should I'll, have said yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, not even close So to, I want to say something. I got my I want to know who thing. would say no, though, really. Yeah. I know. I should have said I, yes, but I was more just a, a flabbergasted that he offered it to me in the first place. 10%, 10%. I got my first, uh, I got my first AARP oh, yeah, welcome, letter. Yeah, welcome. Welcome which no, the- no, 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 which was not opened. I got it at age 27. Wow. <laughs> I've never opened it. They were hitting you up early. Do you still have it? Yeah. Of course, it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> anyway. Oh, geez, that's funny. That's funny stuff right there. But we're not here talking about AARP or other old people benefits. Good God. 
Not that there's anything wrong with that. That there's anything wrong with that. No, sir. Not even a little bit. What we are here talking about is we're talking about Mini Coopers uh, from uh, on a Monday night. That's what we like to do. We've got news from MorningFather.com. We have an Ask Chad question. And all of us built a JCW Mini. We did. Stick around, won't you? It's going to be a lot of fun. You're not going to want to miss it. Uh, before we do any of that, though, let's get started. Let's pay some bills. I want to remind you guys about one of the fine sponsors here underneath the white roof. And we're just going to toss this one out in the front. MotoringStripes.com. Go over there. Todd has finally decided to sell you his stripes. You don't have to wait for him to come to town. You don't have to go to Kansas City. You just go out to MotoringStripes.com and you say, I want those. And he'll send them to you. Done and done. Go do it now. MotoringStripes.com. Right, Todd? Yes, yes. And there's more than... More, more styles are coming. And there's more than more than just stripes there, too. So there's there's, a- uh, There are some Union Jack sunroof graphics. There is the very popular, very functional Countryman bumper protection strip. And that's going to soon... Mandatory. Yeah, and I'll soon uh, be adding those for the R56 generation... And the F fifty six, we've got one coming for that too. I was waiting for Mandatory. the ma- waiting for the material to come in and, and got the new load of material from Japan today. So uh, now from I, Japan, yeah, literally, literally, that's big time. Yep, that's like that's that's where the most expensive blue jeans come from. Well, and here's the thing: is like my stuff comes directly from <laughs> Japan, so no one else has it. No one else even knows what this is. It is so oh. secret. Nice, yeah. I still, I, say, uh, I still say one of the items that needs to be available over at MotoringStripes.com needs to be the White Roof Radio Sunroof Delete Kit. Yes, I am, uh, I'm looking for a good picture to add the uh, Sunroof Delete Kit there. I've I got will, one of those. Chad needs to send me one of the black one. I need to offer it in black and white. I think I've got I've one. had multiple people because it's a loner car sunroof delete car. And yeah. uh, everyone's like, what did you do to the sunroof? I'm like, I just find it all over. It's like, oh, I, I need that. <clears throat> yep, okay, yep. let me know. Very simple. White Roof Radio Sunroof Delete Kit. Coming soon. To motoringstripes.com. Yes. Because is there going to be the uh, Detroit Tune window banners available there on the website? <laughs> Don't you sell those, Chad? Uh, <laughs> if I had any. <laughs> oh, so I need to send you some. That's yes, a, that's you a do. hint. Okay, I got it. <laughs> anyway, go over there, check it out, gang. Motoringstripes.com. Please, thank you very much. That would be awesome. Maestro, if you please. Boom. I'm tired of Apple news infiltrating our car news. Well, it's you get used to it. I know. This is life. This At is least what it's it not is now. This time. So uh, actually what it is this time is Apple and BMW are, might be might be working on an OS for the car, operating system for the car. Which is funny because we were just talking about that what last week or the week before? Yeah. How I said in theory that's what Apple but, needs to do is develop But did you guys see the the note from BMW though? Uh-uh. Not true. Oh, it's not true, yeah. huh? Not true. No, not true. So it's uh, basically what, uh, well, what BMW is saying is that they often work with um, technical partners. And mm-hmm. while there is technical collaboration between the two companies, uh, building a car is not, I mean, I'm paraphrasing here, but it's not on the table. Yeah. No, and I think um, more what Apple should get involved in is the UI, is they should just sell, like, develop a <laughs> UI for all cars and then just start signing up GM, Ford, you know, <clears throat> Chrysler. Well, it is, actually, when you think about it, what makes more sense is for Apple to actually partner with a company that's like Apple, mm-hmm. an independent sort of you know forward-thinking company like BMW, and and focus on like a key product or two, like the i3, etc. None from them, and none from it. And and well, and so that's the ultimate goal, but. And then basically provide the entire OS and interface and technology that the consumer interacts with 
on that car. Well, and what's limiting there, Gabe, and, is, and make it autonomous. I don't disagree with you. And and what car companies? It's so competitive with them right now. Is they want to make the the one car company. Let's just say BMW, for example. This is just theoretically speaking. Wants to make a deal with Apple and then have an exclusive deal and say the only way to get this technology is to buy a BMW. Or, you know, if Chrysler did it, or if VW did it, or Toyota did it, they want to be the ones to say, ours is the one to have. This is why you need to buy our car line other than any other one. And I'm more of the attitude of, let car makers argue with what they will over the cars. Let's just develop a universal, you know, uh, system that... But that's never going to happen, though. Because, I mean, no. car makers themselves, like, they don't want universality. They They want to be able to sell a a specific thing that is a value add you know it's it's the reason why you buy brand x over brand y yeah it it is um yeah we could go into that for ad infinitum because of you know the the whole apple self mobile phone os versus android and how that differentiates you know like it basically you mean there's 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 a is there is, is it like ford versus chevy <laughs> Is there like a is there like a cartoon taking a leak on another brand? Is that what's happening? That yes. So I mean, outside of that, who I mean, really, who cares? Like, I, I think I think the the big thing though is that it's I I think it's cool that technology these technology companies are infiltrating the automotive sector, um, just full stop. Like, I think it's really interesting. Like, where it leads, you know, I don't know. I don't think anybody really knows, but I think it's interesting. It's funny because we were talking about it pre-show, and um, now <clears throat> is that I have access to an F56 with the full-on nav, the XL Mini Connected, and all of that. And I got to say, in building my JCW online, I really didn't include. The only reason I included it was for Bluetooth audio, is so that I see. Why would in God's name would you not have that nav? It's it's so fantastic. It it's I never use it. Drive the car. How would you know- all How would time. you not have it on? Like, I mean, so you live in the sticks, though. It like, annoys if you me. Live anywhere in the city, like, like oh, I have dude. to. Like, I know I'm where everything. Using it every second, like as I'm driving, I have to use it constantly. I have an in, in, innate sense of direction and where I'm going. Dude, you're talking to a, a bridger here. My ancestor is one of the most famous mountain men in the world. Can yeah. we go back, Todd? Repeat that last bit about having an innate. Yeah. Because I've been lost with Todd. I know that's not true. I've been in My a- whole point is, like, no, it's not true yeah, as well. we've, that's a complete we've all been face. lost with Todd, right? Yeah. yeah. So, but, but I think, but I think that like the, it depends. Like if you're, if you, you know, live out in a more rural area, then you have less of a requirement, but even still like why in God's name would you, it's like you'd buy a house, with a little window. You, you want a house with the biggest window. What that window is, is a window into the, the, the car's operating system. You yeah, get the it, biggest window. It is nice for uh, for other features uh, about the car and everything. It is nice to be able to see your your music on there and full screen and and that. But I don't think it's completely necessary. I, I still am not sold on the features of it as a must have for you know almost two grand. I mean, honestly, the only the only things that are must haves in my opinion are the nav, which is like you don't even I don't even I would not even buy a used car with, with without nav mm-hmm. unless it's a classic car. And comfort access, mini. 
comfort access. <laughs> it's funny. It's both things we said that like we didn't get. Yeah, those those were all the things that we said car, not to get any. Yes, and that's the one I said. Car. That's when I said I think comfort co- access. No. Mini USA would be a great thing for any press <laughs> car. <laughs> that you would give the motoring file in the future. But Gabe, just so you know, if you would have comfort access on the F fifty six on the new company car, it would look like you were humping your car every time you got into it. You literally yeah. have no. to be so close wait, wait, to the so, door. So, to no, work. but you're, you're missing the point. You don't hump your car. You touch the handle with your hand. No, no, it you opens have, up. Not even yeah, then, it still doesn't work. Touch it with your hand. Still you doesn't work. Something else. <laughs> no, you. T- I mean, it, you touch it with your hand. I've, I've, I've had. I have loaners with with the the access. All my cars have comfort access. We'll say you that the to, one we drove across country on MTTS, you had to make love to the door handle. Let's yeah, say no. for it to that's, unlock. That's. I don't know what kind of pre-production <laughs> making advice you had, but uh, all. All the three cars I have in my driveway, which have it, you touch the handle, it opens up. And I know the uh, the F fifty six that lives here at, at my house, that um, works fine on the on the doors, on the drivers and passenger door from like in your pocket or whatever. But the uh, the lift gate on the back, the boot, um, you almost have to make love to the license plate to get it to open. You have to get so <laughs> bloody close to it. I would I would uh, I would take that back, man. I would take that back right now. Yeah, it's it's not what it's cracked up to be, in my opinion. And and uh, no way, dude. You're that's the that's honestly that's probably the most important option you can possibly buy in the car. <laughs> oh my the god! The fact that you actually ever touch the key is like so Neanderthal. Like, why would you do that in 2015? I agree. I think it should be your phone because for me, my phone is the thing that is always I, on my person. Like, I don't almost. care what it is, you know. Like, I don't care if it's a phone or a chip in my forehead. I just don't want to ever actually have to hit a button. You know, like why? Why would I? Like it knows I'm here. Like let's think about. Let's think about it. Like technology should be able to solve that problem. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Really well, uh, 100% correct. The, the, the FC. The F-56 should be much better. I mean, uh, I, I know we probably had a pre-production car, but still, the fact that Todd has to rub himself against the the, the, boot, the boot to, to actually open the, the 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 trunk is ridiculous. I think. Well, but I think know, that's the, a because I've I've had I had a, a Cooper last the, summer with it, and it didn't have that problem. In fact, I had one last uh, January, a, a European spec car on the launch, and it didn't have that problem. Hmm. Yeah, I was going to say that's probably something related to that car because the Comfort Access has probably not changed from realistically 2005 or six whenever it came out. You know, yeah, it's true. probably been the exact same Comfort Access through all of the cars. Right. I'm sure it's been perfected by you know 2012. And it had been the same thing. So I bet you that something with the antenna was probably, or you know, or the connections were not doing what it should be on that particular car. How, how it does it be. work? Is it is it infrared? Is it NFC? What what is it? What technology is it? It's a radio frequency. It's a, yeah. it's a radio frequency. because on the key it, there's an FCC. It and the only reason you realize that is because um, the FCC regulates it because they don't regulate things like if it were Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. There's no FCC regulation involved in that, but I believe if you look on the back of a mini key, yeah, I don't think FCC regulates NFC. There's a yeah, there's a radio frequency on it, and it's a very close. It's a it's a near field you know kind of radio frequency, right. if you will, which is why they say like if you've ever been and I've experienced this in a 2011 mini and the new one. Let's say you park somewhere near like a large TV tower or radio broadcast tower, which mm. I've done before. Um, one thing, like, I, I do work with the police department, and I park uh, near their main broadcast tower, 
And not even my GP, I literally have to hold the key to the glass of the car to get it to lock because the the radio frequencies are so the you know the bandwidth is so small there, so <clears throat> it's um you know interference is a, is a problem. Yeah. Yep. Going back to the uh, Apple story just for a second, it's funny uh, to see the uh, the similarity between this effort. If it's an actual effort with BMW and what they did with Motorola, uh, yeah. Rocker at the time, it's very the very rocker, simple yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Nice. Yep. Nice. It's interesting. Moving on, let's get this one out of the way really quick. Uh, world premiere Mini Country in Park Lane, new stickers and paint color. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. There's also new trim. Oh, a new size pedal. And yeah, and uh, new interior logos. Yeah, new interior logos and like. And like some vinyl graphics on the down tubes. It is. It is once again what I call an uninspired special edition mini. Just don't care. Many of but which. You know what? The, you say that I agree. But if you co- were buying Countryman, let's just say like, oh god, I have to buy a Countryman. My lease is up. I want a small manual transmission, all-wheel drive vehicle. And you bought a Countryman. Would you? That the question is. Would you opt for this? No, because and also not only that, but it comes with even more letters on the exterior than the original card. <laughs> it's got the and little so letters on both. Now this thing comes with a gazillion, like a whole alphabet's worth of letters on the outside of the damn car. Yeah, that's the question. So I I agree, and I would just do the I would I would make that thing as black as possible. If yeah. I had to get a countryman right now. Well, speaking of black, I think the Black Knight was one of the best special editions they've done. Some of those, some of the local dealer, uh, I wouldn't still wouldn't own the car. It looks rad, but I still wouldn't own one. You can't wash it. You can't touch it. You can't breathe on yeah, it. You can, you can wash it. You yeah. can wash it. Very very simple stuff. You're supposed to use this um, uh, a car wash and a, a wax, literally a bottle, an 8-ounce bottle of You're wax. You're not supposed to use wax anyway. No, yeah. the BMW sells a special wax for that, and they sell it for the so, ice editions, and it's like $300 I, for 8 ounces. I talked to the BMW guys about this, yeah. and it's on, it's on a member file too. The The matte finishes, the beauty of the matte finish is that actually when you, when you think about it, care for matte finish is less than normal paint. Yeah. The whole notion so of wax—you do not wax, and and no matter what they sell you, you do not wax. You simply have to wash it, and you do not buff. You right. wash in the simplest way. You dry, and you're done. Well, it's important to dry it too because it water spots really badly. It does water spot, but I mean not that bad. I've had a couple matte cars for a few weeks now from BMW. Yeah, and and honestly, like when you consider what a a, a shiny car looks like when it gets water spots, oh, or yeah. a shiny car looks like in the winter. Yeah. It's it, it's totally no different. Like I mean, they both have their own unique problems. Yeah. But as long as you don't buff the shit out of it or take it to a car wash and do something stupid, it's really not that bad. And I mean, honestly, it looks stunning. I like it in person, and and I was told two years ago that oh, matte finishes those are so last year. Nobody's going to be doing those anymore. And now it's what everybody wants. Well, yes, yeah. and all the. All the little tuner kids that can't afford paint are plastic dipping their cars and making them look matte too. Hey, uh, before we before we get off this whole topic of uh, plastic dip and the future of uh, mobility, yeah, I do want to um, I do want to mention uh, this is going up. Uh, it'll be live on Motoring File and Bimmer File in a couple hours. But um, the uh, sort of this, this it, it's an opinion piece, but it's the similar topics have been bandied about for a while now. And so the thought is that autonomous cars, and we talked a little bit about this last week and how I'm personally 
in love with the idea of autonomous cars because in my mind it's like great get the idiots off the road you know like i would rather have a computer driving cars around me because i can trust a computer than the idiot down the street from me who can barely put one foot in front of the next and but what's interesting about it though is that there's a there's this theory that once that starts to happen it's going to happen quickly and suddenly everybody like is going to in our entire culture is going to shift into this idea that cars are to be basically for you know vehicles to drive us somewhere and companies like Uber and car sharing programs are going to be ultimately within 20 years the the majority of are going to own the majority of cars on the road hmm. and and it goes on to say it's really interesting Autonomous cars will be commonplace by 2025 and have a near monopoly within 15 years. And so what does that mean? Uh, this is where it gets pretty interesting. If you look at, for instance, there's a Columbia University study about this. If you look at what this means for just New York City, and if you can imagine a fleet of 9,000 autonomous cars, mm-hmm. Uber could replace every taxi cab in New York City. Right. Passengers would wait an average of 36 seconds for a ride that would cost about 50 cents per mile. And you think about that. Oh, well, I mean, a lot cheaper than owning a lot. Like a transportation cloud right. that, would, that would have this swarm of cars everywhere. And you would, you, would, you would have basically transportation efficiency beyond anything we've ever seen before. And you know what it sounds like to me? It sounds like that movie, that uh, the Tom Cruise movie. What was it? The... As a gas minority report. Minority report. Right. You know, with the right. mag- maglev cars that drove themselves. And here's the here's the problem I see with that is that it would have to happen almost instantaneously because everything on the road would have to be autonomous. Otherwise, you're still going to have some jack wagon behind the wheel texting and running into one of the autonomous cars from but behind. Would, but but that's not going to change. Like that would still be happening though. Like that's not like there's nothing new about that. Like so he would run into you or I. You know. Yeah. Here's yeah. the, here's the real here's the real so not not to get too far ahead of this uh-huh. because it's it's really fascinating. I do want a, a couple other numbers which are interesting. So if if they were to do this, so let's just focus on on uh, on this whole idea that it would snowball. Like Uber, for instance, Uber's usage within San Francisco, Chicago, New York. Well, I don't know about New York, but um, you know it's 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 gotten to the point where you don't take a cab, you Uber, right. and so it's this sort of snowball effect. And they're saying that if that happens, I mean, you're, you're looking at basically vehicles on the road would be reduced by 99% within urban areas, right. which means that the, a, a, you know, a fleet would fall from 245 million to just 2.4 million vehicles if that were to go nationwide, which it, it would take a long time for that. But still, think about that, though. That's absolutely insane. And so when you like extrapolate even further – and think about like the, the the change in just like our culture. That's where it gets kind of freaky because I love the notion that like you know pollution would be down, dust would be down, and my ability to drive how I want to would be dramatically up as an enthusiast. Okay, it boy, sounds fantastic. That in, however, in tomorrow's world, when all the cars are driving themselves, what's who's to say that you'll be able to drive your own car? Well, because we're in America, I don't believe that we're going to have legislation that would curtail my ability to drive. Mm. 
you know, I just I just don't believe that that this country would ever get down that path. But I do want to say this though: the the the, the thing that makes me nervous is the is the gradual sort of like reduction and outright elimination of the car culture, the thing that we've all grown to love, you know? And I think that a lot of folks who've bought minis and own minis and gotten into this are kind of new to it. And they're, they're not as like hardcore car culture folks as, as other marquee owners would be, but they've, they've kind of gotten used to this notion of like really caring about this thing that they own in their garage. And that, that elimination of, of, or sort of reduction in car culture that this could you know, like push that to me is where it's, it's a little bit kind of, it's a little bit scary. And I still, I say it's, it's still not, not going to happen in because the theory it's, it's um, taking some things out of the equation that don't make sense is that uh, on a day to day basis, I guarantee you at least where I live and I don't live in a rural area. I live in a very urban area, very populated uh, uh, part of the city here. A majority of the cars on the road on a day to day basis are, working vehicles and by that but I that's mean- actually todd that's actually the one of the main points is that that more than anything is prime for autonomous driving yeah but um i don't know how it is because let's say a plumber for example who has a van or a truck and he has all of his tools in there and all of the parts and the things he needs for that day's work and everything like that um, yeah, having a car that would drive itself from location to location, yeah, it's good. But you're still only going to do that for one person. And my attitude is, what's the real advantage to that? I mean, yeah, maybe it's going to be safer because, because it's the plumber's controlled. drunk. <laughs> well, no, that's a good. And, and also, and also because you, or if he's not, it would be. And also because <laughs> you think of the plumber as as being like a. An entity in itself, right? But when you see what Uber is trying to do with some, you know, one-offs, uh, delivering, I don't know, delivering Christmas trees, delivering, you know, ice cream and stuff like this. There, right. what's there is no reason why Uber wouldn't say, well, now we have plumbers on demand, right? Yeah. So plumbers work for Uber, and there's like special, you know, like you know, plumbing trucks that are you know operated by Uber or any other you know uh, car company like this, uh, and and bringing you a plumber whenever you need one. Yeah, I, I still yeah, say that for, still sucks. for the reason, Gabe, that you said that, that you hope it because it would kill the car culture and the enthusiasts the of us. Who'd... Gonna be, the car culture is going to be dead well before we have autonomous cars. Well, because they're going to do away with manual transmissions. But I, you think, know. I think it would actually make the car culture stronger than ever, actually, because you would maybe, have... Maybe. They, maybe. Kids, they don't care about cars. No, not I like that, though. I, when we were kids? Yeah. What's happening? But I think what Alex said, though, is interesting because I think that's actually a good point. Like it may shrink car culture a little bit, but it would make what car culture is left as strong as possible because it would almost become counterculture in a way. Right. And which, and, and it, to some degree, when you think about you know what's what's old is new, like that's that's how car culture started. It was counterculture. Right. All right. So you're saying it's going to go back to how it was back in the fifties? Yeah. Who knows? You know, it's just interesting. I mean, this is we're on the cusp of something. And I don't think the smartest people here, which I think I think we all qualify as probably the smartest people on the planet. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Is that right? Absolutely. Collectively, yeah. of course. Yeah, collectively. Uh, no, but I don't think the smartest people on this planet really know where this is going, but it's, it's something is going to happen and it's going to be interesting. Yeah. It's funny because 15 years to have the regulatory uh, you know, environment set up for this is, I mean, looks to me like a short time to 
to to set this up and and I, w I wonder what's going to happen when you have like the very first accident, right? The very first accident involving two autonomous cars and people dying from that accident. Well, here's the bigger question. So what if an autonomous car can define that somebody is going to die in front of the car? <laughs> but it, it's but, like but said on Top Gear this weekend, right? It literally yeah, is right, my narrative report. Yeah. It's Top Gear, yeah. Top Gear. It was Jeremy Clarkson. You know, or it's like either my occupant, the person I'm driving is going to die, or the person outside the car is going to die. Who do I choose? <laughs> like that's actually that's kind of I mean beyond freaking. <sighs> Speaking of Top Gear, I didn't uh, just for the record, I did not enjoy this last week's Top Gear episode. I thought it was dumb. Which I'm watching out of order right now. Via so, it just did. didn't like it at all. Didn't like it at all. It's really the, so far. I think this season is fairly good compared to the last one. Yeah, but Sunday, last Sunday, so it wasn't a good show. Anyway, we digress. Let's move along, shall we? Um, Mini USA sales somehow are magically up 51% for February. You know how magically? It's because how last year they had no cars to sell. Numbers, Todd. What? How much lying is going on with these numbers? No, no, it's absolutely true. But the problem is, remember uh, February a year ago? No dealers had any cars because they right. were three or four months after the end of production of the R56. And the F56 was still uh, a month and a half away from being delivered so look at the sales in comparison and you're like oh last february was probably one of the worst months ever in the history of mini usa of well and, and nowhere to go point, but up though, yeah but i mean up 51 percent is one of the biggest increases of all time so it, it all sort of makes sense yeah. uh, i don't know mr mathematician um our, our mr business major um from france can speak to that too, but I still think it's uh, a little smoke and mirrors because somebody brought up even in the comments over at Motoring File that it's nowhere near the records of 2012 and 13, which were right. some of the best years ever. And you're like, okay, it's still half that. Yeah, it's a, it's a good point. It's still half of what it was two years what, ago. What was going on at that time? They had some smoking deals on those cars, but you know, it's still it's true. It's really true. My big question is. Who are those two Clubman buyers? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the last two on the planet, I think. Literally. Apparently, the last two. And and also, if you want to get down to like in like just the nitty gritty here, twenty nine Mini Coupes were sold. That's just 29. sad. Twenty nine. That's just sad. And, and I thought we talk about a car limping into the sunset. Well, uh, and then talk about the pacement on top of that. Yeah, oh, don't talk about it. <laughs> That's yeah. That's unbelievable. One every other dealer in the country. Like wow. only half this, of the dealers in the country sold a paceman last sold month. A paceman. A paceman. They sold more. Is it any surprise? Let's just look at these numbers. Is it any surprise that many wants to kill the Coupon Roadster and the paceman is going to die obviously no. shortly thereafter? And they're going to come out with a Clubman that's bigger and four doors. And then what else? Well, because tell me this. They want to kill the paceman because the Clubman is going to be built in Austria on the same line as the Countryman. Is that correct? I th nah, it's going to be built in England. Okay. So, see, this was a discussion I was having with somebody that was like – nobody knew the definitive answer to that because um, our take was they're killing the coupe and the roaster, one, because they're not selling, two, because they really want to open up some uh, uh, production capacity in Oxford mm – -hmm. That's what they're doing because the Clubman starts uh, production in June. Uh -huh. The mini, the 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 Coupe and the Roadster die in May. Right, right. And 
The Countryman is changing over at the end of next year for a 2017 <clears throat> makeover. Is that right. Correct? It's going to the Netherlands and or Oxford. Got now, it. are they getting rid of Magnus Steyr altogether? BMW Group, I've been told, will use them in some capacity. Okay. I don't know what that is. They'll get a special, the GP edition of The Countryman that comes I, it'll out It'll be more than that. Yeah, right. 2016. <laughs> yeah, it'll be more than that. It'll be, it'll be, yeah. That, you heard it, it here first. <laughs> it'll be the GP. It'll be a two-seater. <laughs> Rear doors welded shut. I would I would leave the brand if a GP version of a Countryman came out. I'm sorry. <laughs> Actually, no. You think about it. That Todd, could be, it would be cool. No, it would be cool. I'm surprised that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> Todd, that is the rally car. I'm kidding. Think I know. It. it is. It really that is. That would actually be kind of incredible if they did that. Like a Dakar <laughs> Mini. I would buy that. Stupid. I would buy that. You know, Financially stupid, but it'd be also awesome. Yeah. The number here that I think is really interesting is the fact that uh, the used and Mini next sales combined were more than they sold in Countryman for the month. Yeah. And that's just a, I think that's a sign of a car that's becoming kind of long in the tooth. Yeah. Yeah. And especially yeah. when you look when you look at the interior and 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 compare it to the uh, F series, it's pretty yeah. bad. Well, and you look at the American car buying public; they want something fresh and new. And I think the seven year life cycle on uh, on BMW that's got that's going to have to change. They're going to have to but reduce I, that to five. I don't, I don't think so. I think I, I don't think it's the it, I don't think it's the seven year life cycle that needs to change. I think it's the interior technology life cycle that but, needs to change. So there needs to be a bigger LCI. Um, in in the I life so. of these cars, and I, I would agree I with you, so. one or the other. I think it's actually more, the I think reason why care more about the interior and the technology that's available than I can agree the underpinnings. Yeah, I, I think that's the reason why. I, that's the only reason that pushes me to actually choose the nav in the uh, in the JCW because my hope is that they would get they would get to a point where you could use they they will allow you to use the screen for something else rather than just the nav the default nav in the car like car uh, yeah, yeah i, I don't also. ever see them doing that though well i think they're still saying that carplay is coming i don't know if that's going to be a big thing or not i know i know for a fact they're working with apple i've been i've been told that for a fact right yeah, i've well i've been told that and when i talk about carplay i have there's the same reaction i get when I asked if they were ever going to go touchscreen, which was, we are not, uh, we wouldn't rule something like that out. And that was about four years ago when I knew for a fact I could see the stuff they were covering up in the corner in Munich when I right. visited the sort of the human interface technology group. Mm-hmm. I, could, I could see that's what they were, you know, or I could sort of understand or sort of like guess that's what they were working on. And, and, that is what is going to be coming out in the 2016 7 series that ultimately will be in the mini 7 8 years after i saw it so you can imagine if they're if we know they're working on carplay right now it's going to be a few years because mini's going to want to make it absolutely ironclad perfect well i th- <laughs> and that's that's crazy because they've seen how how way- sync fell on its yeah, face eight I mean, Microsoft Sync was like, everybody was so excited about it. It was like, oh, this is revolutionary. And it sucked so hard. But, no, who, but nobody used Sync except for Ford. Ford, yeah, Ford was it. But it was a but big Ford was deal. It, though, it was it's... a big deal in the tech world when it came out. Yeah, it but it, I mean, they, that was barely like, ugh, I mean, it was, it, it, the thing is, like, the technology itself wasn't wrong. It was the interface that it was, was wrong. Bad And UI. the technology 
that the interface relied on. Like that, like that passive touchscreen. I've rented a lot of Ford Taurus Tauruses or Taurus I. Tori. <laughs> I've rented a lot of Ford Tori, and I can tell you I've been in the fusion and I hate it. It's yeah, it's the same it's the same passive touchscreen. It's it's the it's the it's the interface and it's the actual physical technology that, that lets it down more than anything. Well, and thank God they finally abandoned it and are going it and yeah, it's it's officially dead and they're they're still I think they still might call it sync, but they're just it's Ford Sync. They're revamp they're revamping it from but the ground up. But it's all that. I mean I can tell you like the brand new Infinity Q fifty. Brand new. It has one of the worst infotainment systems I've ever used. I would I would argue my 2003 BMW had a better infotainment system. And we'll say Japanese yeah. and Toyota and Nissan have horrible, horrible stuff like that. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They they, the I Germans mean, and the Japanese why Apple Apple Play or CarPlay or whatever it's called or an Android car or God knows what it's called. Well, it makes sense to some of these automakers. And I'll leave it with this one point is that um, last week some the, the J.D. Power um, uh, survey information came out for cars across the brand and let's just say that the number one complaint um, on all cars doesn't matter what brand, all cars number one and number two complaints were both technology related. UI. They were yeah. Bluetooth uh, mm-hmm. uh, related, like people's phones would not stay synced for making right. calls like they love that feature and I think it's a great feature to have in your car but that was the number one complaint is Bluetooth doesn't stay and the technology the number two was some sort of tech based the stuff yeah. in the dash does not work the way it's supposed to or so, it's too confusing and those were the number one I, number two complaints or it's out of I date have two, I have two really quick observations on that mm-hmm. um, and, I, and I mean I, I've spent a lot of time through auto sort of auto show season with, with a few with a bunch of technologies and I, I rent cars almost every week so two observations A most people are idiots when yes. it comes to technology. Agreed. I think that's just – DB, you know better than I do about this. Yes. Uh, people are idiots. They don't understand technology, let alone interfaces. That's the first part. Um, the second part is most interfaces in cars are horrible, and they're horrible because it's, it's, they are inherently inconsistent. There are a few that aren't, and, that, and so that's my second point. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that Mini and BMW have a, an interface which is actually one of the best, and it's been it's been labeled as such by by various uh, you know yeah but groups, it's etc. It's, it's, it's still not great. It's nothing it's, to be oh, no, proud of. It is great. better. It's one of it's the not, best industry that is all of the worst. Yeah. So it's, I mean, so it's that's not, not, not really, one of the best. That's really high praise for Mini and BMW. So then now to bring it's, it full circle but, is do you well, ever well, hear? Hold on, hold on. I have two others really quick. I just want to say. Chrysler's Uconnect, which is in every, uh, it's also in Maseratis, frankly. I think it's in all those cars, is also not bad. It's so stupid simple that it actually makes sense. It's logical and inconsistent. But hands down, the best, hands down, is in the forthcoming Volvo XC90. Okay. You guys need to go. It's, I don't know when they hit the market. Uh, they're, They're just on the auto show circuit right now. Uh, I believe maybe this summer, but the interface in the XC90 is the future. If you think Tesla's interface is nice, Tesla's interface is a piece of shit. Sorry, excuse my French. It's just got the a nice giant touchscreen. It, it's, it's just a big screen. It's got a big the iPad. The design of it is screen, horrible. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. horrible. I mean, there's there's and there's 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 key functionality hidden in submenus. It's it's a mess. Right. Yeah. But the XC90 in the Vol- the Volvo XC90 is going sense. to that is the future. Okay. Trust no, me. No. Go check it out. You're going to love it. The future is my technology comes with me when I'm in a car. 
I don't care if I'm using an Android, a Windows phone, a BlackBerry. It doesn't matter what device I'm carrying, what kind of technology I use personally. My technology will follow me to the car. And but DB, until if you were to use it, though, you will not. You would almost not know the difference until automakers can build a car, and that's why. And that's what frustrates the 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 regular non techie public, the civilians, is because the shit in the car is so complex. When they've got this iPhone that a three year old can operate without an instruction manual, and that's and how that, I was going to bring it back to full circle. So good, <laughs> yep. Because you get in it, and you don't see. You almost don't see the difference. <clears throat> All right. Also. So to Gabe, uh, to Gabe's two points, I think they actually uh, cancel one another, right? Once you make the system idiot-proof, you would you you can say that people are idiots for not using it, right? I think it's a it's a it's the the fault is on both sides. Uh, I agree, but I think once you make this idiot-proof, you know, the other problem, the other point will disappear altogether. Idiot-proof, it just needs to work. There's a huge difference between idiot-proof and just. Uh, work. I don't think it's idiot-proof. I think I think. Works. I think come on, come on. even mini connected is pretty good. I think you still have to, you know, uh, go through menus and some menus, uh, yeah. the way they are named, like don't make sense at all. Oh, and cool. you still have to, duck, duck, you know, dig through stuff to find the right, you know, functionality that you're looking for. So it's not totally idiot proof. I mean, you know, and why most are there three ways? Have- yeah, why are there three ways to listen to your music in a car? Like your same music that's on your phone. There's like three ways to get to it in Mini Connected. Just but put- the, the the beauty of it, I don't know what Mini Connected. I don't even think about Mini Connected. But when I the, actually the way it works now is pretty pretty fantastic. I I play my music. I plug it in. It plays. I unplug it. It auto switches to Bluetooth. It plays. Here's the like thing, Gabe. Is, is are you find ex- like it's gonna play from my phone? It'll play from my phone. Either one or two ways. And but didn't it take you like three hours to get that set up to work right? It no. took me thirty seconds. I found it is so inconsistent whether how, it works or not. How is it not. so? I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna the get car on the that we've had I'm for all. Fly down. We're gonna do it together. Yeah, the it's car so that we've easy. had here for now. Uh, what about seven months since July, August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March? Eight months. The car we've had for eight months is so bloody inconsistent whether the music plays or not when you connect your phone to the and car. What kind of car is it? It's a mini. Pump. It's a new. It's a brand new F56 mini with mini connected, I, the full XL system. It I've like, had three of them with that system. I've never had a problem with it. There and, are I mean, times it's the same system as BMWs, and I, I mean, I, I, I've had uh, quite a few of them over the years. This will and sit it, here, it and it will spin. It will sit here, and it will spin. And here's the here's maybe the issue is when you have more than one uh, phone that is connected to the car. And you've got on priority, and that's fine. You can change the priority of the phones. But when you introduce more than one uh, uh, phone to it, it blows its mind, and it won't play anything. Like, right. you have to force it to start oh, playing man. before it it's, plays. I, or if I you think it's, a charge, it, it's inconsistent on what's going to start playing back. Yeah, it's, it's I'm insane. listening to Spotify over Bluetooth. I plug in a charge, and it starts playing a playlist off of my iTunes. Yep. It's, it's it's completely inconsistent. Or I'm listening to a podcast in Overcast. I agree with DB on this one. It is it you don't know what you're going to get. It's plugged in, and I'm listening to a podcast, and I unplug, and it picks up on Bluetooth, and it starts playing a song out of my library, or out of Amazon, or out of Spotify. It's completely inconsistent, and there's no yeah, doesn't work. I, I will check. I don't think I play very often other stuff. I will check that tomorrow. Yeah, it's it's a, a little hanky when you start moving around and going between podcasts and kind music and that. and whatever. So. Plugging in. I think I think the inconsistency probably that that sounds interesting to me. I'd I'd like to troubleshoot that myself because that that sounds like it could be a, an issue. But my from my experience, the success of it working 
um, when I just use my music library is almost a hundred percent. Once no you get worries, it to work, it, yep. Once it's connected and everything, it works great. But if you get in and out of the car frequently, let's say um, I'm using it and I get in and out of the car, say five times in a day, um, inevitably one of those five times the the phone will not connect and it will not start playing the music automatically. You, so here's my question: as a consumer, do you blame your phone, the Bluetooth protocol? Or mini for that. That's pretty much everybody because everybody has different. Like it's very difficult for a brand like Mini or BMW to keep up with all the different phones and all that. And I'm just wondering because oh, I thought Bluetooth was like a standard, a right? Excuse. That's a mm-hmm. bullshit excuse. You can't keep saying that that it's impossible for them to start to keep up with all the stuff because you know what? People that make Bluetooth headsets keep up fine. Well, and if they can, yeah, if they can yeah, force down if they can force an update down to your BMW and your Mini, saying that an automobile manufacturer, it's you can't expect them to keep up. That's total crap. And I it's totally agree. Somebody starts calling them out on it. There's no I reason. Totally agree. Technology in my 2008 automobile is still from 2008. If I could buy you a drink right now, DB, I would. <laughs> you're so you're so spot. Excuse my language. You're so spot on. I don't understand. Why that is 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 somehow apologized for? I totally agree. Yeah, there, there's there's no excuse to apologize for shitty technology in cars. Well, That's yeah. just boom. I mean, <laughs> if they can, even even here here's the thing. It, it, let's just say they don't have like the built-in latest Bluetooth. I get that, but they can update the software, and there's no reason they should hold you hostage for that. There's no reason, right. none. Well, yeah, and, and I think Apple's no iOS updates and Android's updates like that to me proves clearly. That it's doable. They can update a hundred million devices, right? Overnight. Then you could update three hundred thousand dollars, three hundred thousand cars. Well, they did it when there was a security flaw in BMWs and Mini in the connected system. They forced that automatically. You didn't have to do that yourself. So the point is, why can't they keep it updated when they find a flaw instead of going, oh, you're going to have to wait till the next time you make an appointment at the dealer. Then they're going to have to like basically put your car in the computer for three hours while the right. 14.4 modem connects to it somehow. <laughs> well, and so guess who's doing this right? Who? Tesla. Yeah. yeah. Tesla's, yeah, Tesla's updating. They're not just updating and giving you new features via, via Bluetooth. They're updating and give you an extra 50 miles of range yeah, well, on, your, on your Tesla Roadster. Now, granted, they're going to charge you for it. Firmware well, But, I mean, and not a firmware. E- Think about that. It's amazing. Well, you know what? And here the, the complaint from most people is, well, I don't want things to happen automatically. And I'm like, it at least should tell you, like, those of us with iPhones, and I don't know if Androids do this. Chad, you could speak to it. But my iPhone tells me when there's an update. It's like, hey, your system needs to be updated. Do you want to do that now? And you either say yes or no. But at least alerts you, hey, there's an update. And why cars are not the same way, why they don't go in and go, hey, I'm going to phone home every morning when I start the car and check and see if there's a new software update. In the Wi-Fi network. It's insane why it can't do that because we all know it happens and people are like, oh, I didn't know my car was three, you know, the technology was three years old and there was three updates in the meantime. I've just been living with it. I think it's insane that car manufacturers continue to think they can make technology. Yeah, I, that's the whole the point of this. Business. Inti- they're in the car making business. That's what they're doing. They make cars. That's what they do to make money. They can't make technology, and I don't know why they just don't suck it up and realize, like, oh, hey, you know what? <laughs> we don't do technology. Yep. Let's get somebody to do this for us. DB just put the exclamation point and brought us full circle around to the uh, Apple getting on with car manufacturers to do this. So let's go build some JCW uh, uh, hardtops. 
Yeah, before we do that, let's remind you guys about one of the fine sponsors here underneath the white roof. Grief. <laughs> we all got riled up. <laughs> yeah, a little bit riled up. God, can't apologize to these guys anymore. Just can't do it. Anyway, <laughs> let's go over to uh, motoring, uh, outmotoring.com. I just spent money at outmotoring.com, and when I did, I put a little thank you note in the bottom that said, thanks for supporting White Roof Radio. I felt it was, it was kind of exciting. Uh, I ordered up some new JCW side scuttles for my car and clear marker lights. It was really exciting stuff. You guys can do that, too. Go over to outmotoring.com for whatever Mini you've got. It's the Mini Cooper Parts Superstore. It's the Amazon.com. Four Mini Coopers. Everything you want for every Mini possible. Go fast bits. Look cool stuff. Cool interior components. Uh, cool exterior modifications. Tires. Or not tires. Wheels. Uh, all the cool motoring gear that you like. The hats, the shirts, the, the shoes, the watches, uh, and the shoes. Extra shoes for Gabe. Um, all of those things available for you over at outmotoring.com. When you get there, you'll get prompted to sign up for the email newsletter. You should do that because then you'll get your own 5% discount coupon once a month which is pretty exciting stuff. Save yourself 5% every time you place an order at outmotoring.com. Go over there and do it. Take care of that now. Just get it out of the way. Um, and uh, that way when it's time for you to get some stock up on waxes, for example, because the nice weather is going to be here before you know it, you just punch up outmotoring.com. Get all the car care products that you need just for your Mini. Done and done. Outmotoring.com. Mini Performance Speed and Willwood Dyna Pro 6 Front Big Brake Kit. That's outmotoring.com. Yeah, they sell big brake kits too. All right. I think that's pretty cool. There it is. And that was way more exciting than the, the door handle covers Gen 3 checkered flag. <laughs> it's uh, Big brake kits are much, much better than medium size or small brake kits. Yes. Yeah, small brake. I had an interesting question on Twitter uh, today. Uh, somebody asked me if a 14-inch wheel would go onto a Mini. Barely certain that wouldn't happen. Chad, would they, no. can you 14-inch wheel? wouldn't clear the brakes, would it? No. Uh, Do we lose Chad? Do we lose Chad? No, it, it would not on the R fifty six. No, it uh, it will not. Fifteen yeah, would, is the minimum. Fifteen is the minimum. Not only that, but it would look really funny. It look it look horrible. The uh, and the JCW the sixteen inch and the R fifty three. There's only one sixteen inch wheel that is certified to be used on that uh, JCW, and that was the bridge spoke. Right. And on the JCW for the R fifty six, I think. I think the seventeen was. I minimum. believe seventeen is the smallest you can go for the JCW. That's right because the it's got the same brake. Well, the JCW brakes were even bigger. Was even bigger on that one, yeah. But the bridge spoke wasn't offered on the JCW or on that car, was it? No, I don't think so. No. The the reason the bridge spoke worked is because the they were super thin spokes and they were sort of like straight. The it had a pretty decent offset. And and on the and on the new JCW. Segue into us building JCWs. Yeah, uh, 17s are the smallest you can go, and yeah. if you look, the spokes bow out because of the size of the caliper. Right. Yeah, yes, as they should. Pretty dope. So uh, last week, the <clears throat> uh, Mini USA configurator was updated, and I'm sure many of you lost an entire day's work on Thursday or Friday to build yourself a new John Cooper Works hardtop two door. Um, the base price starting at $30,600 with $2,000 paint options. And uh, we took the time pre-show to build ours here. And I'm, I'm going to be curious to see how everybody, how everybody fared. Let's us. I just realized like I would be so interested to get Mini's data on the, on the website data because they must see like what combinations people are looking at and 
what makes sense to to offer, right, in terms of packages and, and pricing. That would be so I'm interesting if to they, look at this stuff. I'm wondering if they even keep track of that because I think the sales, the actual numbers that people pull the trigger on are much more important because, mm-hmm. you know, what people are looking at is like, oh, yeah, of course, I'm going to see, I'm going to deck this thing out and then go, crap, I'm not spending uh, 42 doing, grand. They've got to be doing some kind of tracking. Some I don't know. I would. I would. They have to know a little bit of what's happening. All right, who's first? Uh, All right, go ahead, Todd. No, let's let Alex go first. Okay. Alex, go first. So am I with uh, Rebel Green, obviously, white yeah. roof, uh, with the 18-inch wheels, uh, you know, $40,000. I mean, I'm not getting below $40,000. So there are a couple of reasons for this, right? Because I'm getting those leather seats at $2,000, which is probably uh, maybe not the best choice. Also, no, Alex. One thing: those those seats. Just, just. It's interesting to point out. Um, those seats are available in leather or cloth. So basically, leather and Dynamica, or cloth and Dynamica. Yes, mm-hmm. right. It's it's worth worth noting that for for folks playing at home. I like the cloth and the and the Dynamica as opposed to the leather. The leather's much more expensive. I like the uh, I, I like the cloth. I, actually, I really do. Sorry, Alex. Then, back to you. Keep. Yeah. Going. And then the other options that I took because I'm, you know, I'm the likeliness of me being in Los Angeles by the time I buy this car is very, very high. And I don't see myself driving, you know, manual in traffic. Uh, so automatic, you know, so you shifter. So, so it's, should we kick, we have to kick uh, Alex off. Alex, <laughs> I knew we'd say that. You're done for the night. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. And then a couple of other options here and there brings me to, uh, but the, the bigger, the bigger, you know, the bigger. Uh, expense is obviously the paint, uh, the and the seats, and the Which, wheels. Which Alex, you and I have seen this paint firsthand, and I would say it's easily worth. It. Yeah, yeah, you have to have it. This is there's no way around it. And and even if you look at the other colors, I think you want something kind of exclusive, right? And um, the other color is chili red, but chili red is semi exclusive because you can you can get it if you if you choose the uh, JCW exterior package on the on the standard F56. So you have to get you have to get the rebel green. <clears throat> All right, Alex, you came in at forty grand. Yes, um, mm-hmm. way too much, way too expensive. You, you went way I wouldn't, too. I wouldn't, much. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it at forty grand. I would probably remove some Alex stuff. Has almost an extra five thousand dollars in options that you could remove just by unchecking two boxes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's uh, uh, Todd. You want to go? You want that's me to insane. go? That's insane. Uh, DB, you go. You go. We'll see if you're you're the lowest. Yeah, I'll, mine's will be the cheapest. So I, I built mine up, same as Alex. I went with the, the rubble green white roof, of course. Um, but then that's where I stopped with the exterior mods. I didn't get the 18-inch wheels. I think those are ridiculous, and I don't like paying for 18-inch tires. Uh, I did get the cold weather package. Uh, I did went go ahead and get with Mini Connected because I want the Bluetooth Connect. Um, I did get Harman Kardon. I did get Comfort Access, even though I'd have to hump the car. And I also went ahead and sprung for... Last thing, oh, it was a piano black dash, and um, total mine comes to thirty five fifty dollars. Oh, I'm going to come in at the lowest now. I can just tell. Oh wow! Well, because yeah. if it uh, t- um, took comfort access, which I probably really, let's be honest, I don't want comfort access because I don't want to hunt my damn car. So if I take away comfort access, that brings my price down to more realistic uh, thirty three something. Hmm. Interesting. You do you, that. That drops <clears> below <throat> me then. Not a not a bad configuration. Uh, um, I'm up here. I went with the uh, the Thunder Gray um, and saved five hundred dollars on the paint. But you already have a Thunder Gray car. You can't. I have a Thunder that. Blue car. That's, I have a that's, Thunder Blue car. The same oh. color. 
So yeah, no, it's wildly different when you park them next to each other. One, mine is mine looks completely blue in comparison to this under gray. So right. anyway, went with that um, heated seats, no cold weather pack, just heated seats. Okay. Um, the technology pack, I went with the Navigation XL because I want the Bluetooth. Pretty much just for that, as as hanky as it is, I'd rather have it than not. And I do agree with Gabe for resale value and for technology. I'd rather have the navigation when I do want or need it. Um, so that's in the system. I also added the head-up display because I think it's fun. Um, oh, it's, it's, I gotta say, I've, I've with, it's on my uh, car. It's, it's mandatory, especially it's a, with navigation. Phenomenal. When you're using the uh, navigation, I do like it. The the reason I didn't choose it is because for me it's a it's a it's a way to avoid one more rattle. That's all. <laughs> because it doesn't look well, very. So, as opposed to the BMW one, it doesn't look very sturdy for some reason. So you know what? You know what's funny? So I've been through all winter with this car. Well, not all winter, most of the winter, and I can tell you things that rattle on the car. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. That, go ahead. That is not one of them because the way it's designed, it's basically plastic on rubber. And so there's no way it's gonna that it would ever so rattle. Yeah. So you say say what you will about it. I will say that from my experience it doesn't rattle. And the other nice thing about it is it allows you to have a display in your tachometer that isn't miles per hour. It's actually different. Yeah. So you're basically doubling your display opportunity in front of your eyes. My only problem with it is it doesn't work with polarized sunglasses. That is difficult. It's true. Yep. It's, it does not. You turn your head 90 degrees in it. But that's it does it. a little bit, DB. I, I, I deal with this every day. I totally agree with you. It does a little bit. You can still see it, but it, you're right. It's not not very well. Just give right. up. So just out of curiosity, what are the things that rattles, actually? Sunroof. So the oh, rear... Yeah, sunroof, the rear yeah. uh, um, uh, this happened on two minis now, two F6s I've had. The rear uh, sunshade, if you close it all the way... The plastic will will rattle on the plastic. It would be plastic on plastic rattle, which yeah. is uh, which is pretty bad rattling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. That's 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 the that's actually that is the only consistent thing I've I've. Uh, well, it's I've funny rattled. because I don't think DB Alex or myself chose a sunroof in our yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, no sunroof. sunroof and I don't think Chad would either because we talked many times about how much we all dislike the uh, the sunroof in the mini. So anyway, does that mean I can go I will- now? So yeah, Todd, what, you total, what was your total again? Uh, my total ended up uh, with that technology and everything, thirty-four uh, seven. Which uh, you come out oh, cheap. Oh, what? you know what? Because I don't have. I got the Harman Kardon and you didn't. Yeah, I didn't get the HK. So the only and the paint also. You didn't get yeah, the paint. I saved. I saved five hundred. I mean, I still spent five hundred dollars for metallic paint. But I'm chances are me and my business. I'm going to wrap the car in you know whatever color I want. I'm going to make it unique to me. So I wanted to go with a darker color. So I would either go with black or thunder gray. Like the, I want to start with a dark base to go with because then any place where you might see seams in the doors or whatever, they disappear when the car is a dark color. So that's just for <clears> me <throat> and, and, and what I do. So I'll make so, it unique. Like talking that. about wrapping, I would probably had like a couple more money, a couple more dollars to my uh, final price because I would like Todd to wrap the roof and the mirrors in, with a uh, paper white. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That would be very cool. With the rebel green, so, that would be awesome. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just th- throw out mine really quick here. So, yeah. as you can imagine, of course, because I, I've seen it, and I also agree with Alex. I, you can't not get rebel green. It's, it is the best color I've ever seen on a mini. Period. Um, moving on, I have to get loaded package because uh, it says loaded. 
<laughs> uh, but that includes the sunroof. Armin Carden, because but, I don't like to hear music, uh, you know, from uh, speakers that are ma- mostly paper. Right. And uh, I have to have sunroof because I, if I don't see the sun, I just get super sad about that. Sure. Comfort access is all stuff that's super important. You know, uh, heads-up display, et cetera. Comfort, uh, cold weather package. Heated seats are mandatory, but as mandatory as that are power fold heated mirrors specifically yeah. power fold because otherwise i wouldn't be able to get through uh what i drive through every single day i need to fold the mirrors in to get through the tight spots right. um so those are my those are my packages uh of course 18 inch wheels because anything less looks weird um and then you know I, the jcw bonnet stripes as much as i'll tear those off and uh put my own design on ordered via todd yeah Todd's mods, stripes, motoringstripes.com. In all seriousness, I really would do that. In fact, we need to talk. Um, And, you know, I I think at that point, like, I'm pretty set. Like, you know, I actually... I actually would love to go with the the carbon cloth seats because I think they look better. I don't like that weird sheeny sort of, like, burgundy red on the leather and Dynamica. I I like the cloth and Dynamica look. It's a little bit simpler. And then just simple piano black dash surface with the uh, satellite gray color line, you know, keeping it relatively simple. On the performance side, nothing really there. Again, like I want to have the the standard suspension, which is the sport suspension, rather than dynamic damper control because it's less aggressive. Um, and then uh, alarm system is a mandatory for me. I think that's something that I would probably go back and add myself. I do like the alarm system and partially just because I like to hear when the car is locked and unlocked. Yeah, but I, yeah, I mean, and if you know, street parking in Chicago, it's just it's a it's a peace of mind thing. But so all that said, and here's the thing: like through all that together, it's it's this is 39k, and so you figure, you you know, you can you can make a deal with the dealer. You can maybe get a little bit, you know, maybe maybe make a deal, get some low, you know, some low interest rates, etc. I look at 39, and I think that I see 37. Yeah, probably. And Close. and so if I see thirty seven and I see two hundred and thirty horsepower and I see the 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 technology I have in this car, I actually feel pretty good. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got a I got a question regarding your seats. So uh, I I don't know if you remember, Gabe, but uh, I think we took a picture of the back of the seats uh, when we were at Detroit, mm-hmm. and I was wondering, like, the overall shape of the seat is it the same across any seat selection in the configurator for the JCW, or is it just specific to the to the cloth and the leather uh, dynamic seats. The latter. It's it's only it, that that seat. And if you look very carefully, um, they're they're kind of ambiguous about this, unfortunately. But <clears throat> you'll see the term. You'll see the term. Um, what is it called? It's JCW sports seats. And if you look carefully, JCW sports seats are standard, and they are available on the uh, carbon black Dynamica. And the, uh, I'm, I'm getting the exact term here, the carbon black leather. Yeah, carbon black, okay, the leatherette, right? Carbon black leatherette? No? No, it's actually leather. It's a, There's two of them. The one okay. that's included is a JCW sports seat. So if you, look, if you look at the rest, you'll note that they are labeled as just simple sports seats. Okay. So, so here's the other thing. Would you? Um, how would you uh, haze the person that orders the base <laughs> seats in the JCW? I would smack them in the back of the head, really hard. Yeah, would you, TV, would you punch them in the throat? Nah, that's pretty strong. I would. I would point and laugh. 
And I would, <laughs> I would cry for them because I would be sad. No, but, but it's isn't it interesting that they put that, that that's that, that is an option. It's interesting. Man, I'm no, really surprised that that should that I'm surprised that seats even an option just because those sports seats are so brilliant. I they really probably are. Probably not sell them the car actually. Yeah. One thing it's it's tough to see in in these wheels, uh, but the silver the JCW race books look kind of kind of interesting. I don't like the the standard uh, track spoke wheels. I've seen them in spy photos, and they they look kind of odd. Right? Yeah, they're Frankly. not they're not that great. Yeah, uh, but the race books look kind of interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I want five stars. I want my five stars back. I love the old R56 or R55 five stars are just amazing. R50, R53, five stars. Thank you. Uh, oh, oh, those old guys. Yeah, or the Clubman 16s. The old 16s. five stars were nice. Yeah, the Clubmans because they were 17s. Clubmans were nice, yeah. yeah. yeah that's so, what I'm talking about, DB. The five stars and the Clubman. Yeah, that was a nice. My wheel. favorite wheels of all time. You know, that is a five star and they need to bring it back. Or as a five yeah. for the F56. That would look great mm-hmm. on that car. Mm-hmm. Those are great wheels. I would agree. Yeah, they never made them in white. Otherwise, I'd think about putting them on my car. Two words, powder coat. Yeah, I know, powder coat. Could do it. <laughs> or, you know, two, two more words, plastic dip. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of somebody turning their car upside down and dipping it in plastic dip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they actually make it so you can spray it through guns now. And there, there's actually oh, companies geez. that are doing exactly that. That is just you wrong. Just tape off the window. That is just wrong. <laughs> that is another reason to smack somebody in the back of the head. Oh, I know. So, Todd, is that akin to like the bad liners in pickup trucks? Oh no, it's not even close, man. It's just, this is akin to to remember the kids in like junior high would take their notebook and they would take like a, a ballpoint pen and they just totally just draw over the whole notebook and cover it with ink like that. That is what that's akin to to me. Like, if that ink were like Elmer's glue and you kind of spread, you know, you just put Elmer's glue on your finger and let it dry and then you peel it off. That's plastic dip. I call it the the thirty foot away paint. It looks it, hey, that looks cool from thirty feet away, but you can it, barely tell it's a mini from thirty feet away. Yeah, because there's little chips and bits of it. Here, let me start peeling off your paint. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, it's interesting stuff. Anyway, um, I believe that wraps us up though. So let me remind you guys about the final sponsor tonight here underneath the white roof. Of course, that's our friends over at Craven Speed. CravenSpeed.com. They have all the really cool custom made. Uh, super highly engineered pieces for your mini. Uh, if you have an R56, you're going to run a Craven Speed pulley when you do a pulley when you do a pulley upgrade. If you want cool gauges in your R56, you're going to get the end gauge system. If you want a dipstick that you can read, you're going to get the mini dipstick. And if you don't want your car to look like a remote control car anymore, you're going to go over there and get a stubby antenna. I mean, that's just what you're going to do. Go over there, CravenSpeed.com. Sign up for the email newsletter. Don't forget, it's right there on the homepage. You can't miss it. Make sure you poke around, check out everything they've got, or Order a squeezy thing. Just just get it over with. And you can thank me later. FlexPod adapter. You're going to want it. You need it. Get it. CravenSpeed.com. Uh, go over there and do all that. And when you do place an order, make sure you say thanks for supporting White Roof Radio. We really appreciate it. And so do they. Again, that's our friends over at CravenSpeed.com, home of the end cage system. Boom. I think we lost Chad, unfortunately. We're going to do an Ask Chad question tonight. Uh, I think Chad Chad's connection dropped out. So we will hit him up for that next week. Done and done. Gabe, thanks again for joining us. Uh, always a pleasure. A rare pleasure. Always a rare pleasure with for you as well, sir. We do appreciate it. Again, motoryfile.com. You guys know already. Duh. Uh, otherwise, uh, let me see a check. Sponsors, check. Yeah, we're going to call it done. Amphiv. Patreon. Amphiv.com. Don't forget Amphiv. What? Patreon. Patreon. Don't forget the Patreon page. We're... 
you guys are making me kind of giggle um, because now you guys are donating in uh, change. Well, and it, what it comes out to, DB, is like, hey, for five bucks a month, then that yeah. comes out to basically what turns to be. But like, somebody like donated like a dollar twelve a show. I know that was awesome. <laughs> I thought that was awesome because it's four forty eight. That is for, awesome. Which I, I, it's just it's just crazy the numbers you guys are picking up, and we appreciate you guys your support. We really do. Um, we're more than halfway to butter, so keep it going. Uh, remember, as soon as we hit a hundred dollars, hundred dollars per show. Everybody. That's pretty good because I was looking at the beginning of the week and we were at like fifty something and now we're like close to sixty. That's pretty yep. pretty awesome. Thanks everyone. Uh, upgrades akimbo happening across the board. As soon as we get Alex moved to Arizona, California, we're gonna start getting him upgraded, better sound quality, uh, the whole bit. It's gonna make some really cool stuff, some really huge changes that finally are needed here underneath the white roof, and it's all because of the things that you guys are kicking in. Super awesome. Thank you so much. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think we're done. Yes. You three. Thanks again, Gabe. Appreciate it. Thanks to everybody else for listening and sharing and talking about it and hanging out during the live shows and standing by while we just, you know, be awesome. It's super cool. Anyway, this is the part of the show where I like to make the funny clicking sound. And then I say, questions, comments, or concerns, you can go ahead and click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us, feedback at whiteroofradio.com. Until next week, this is DB. I'm done. Cheers. Cheers. A bientôt. <laughs> That's it, Gabe's run out of gas. Gabe's <laughs> 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 <laughs>